Welcome back. It is Word Today with Levi Griffin. Listen, it is April 7th. It's a Friday. I'm off next week from the day job. Praise the Lord. Yes, I have another job other than doing podcasts. Thank you very much. Uh, <laughs> today I heard a story listening to AM radio. A uh, preacher began to, to uh, tell this amazing story about a tiger. And I want to tell it to you after I ask you the phrase of the day. And that is, what are you chasing? What are you chasing? What are you chasing in your life? What are your... What are you chasing with your dreams? What are you chasing in your emotions? So this guy in the story, he always wanted to catch a tiger. He wanted the tiger. I guess he wanted to mount him. Uh, he wanted the, the tiger for some reason, maybe for the skin on the rug, maybe to mount his head as a trophy. But the guy begins to chase a tiger. Um, he goes out and he finds a tiger. He flies all the way to Africa, uh, to somewhere where there's tigers apparently. And he finds a tiger and he begins to chase him with this. He catches the tiger. Now it's impossible to catch a tiger. How do you catch a tiger? Tigers are lightning fast, but this man, his whole life, he dreamed of catching a tiger, having a tiger, and he chased him down and caught the tiger. Or rather, the tiger caught him. The tiger stopped. He caught the tiger. The tiger attacked him. Now the only thing that, that's stopping him from dying, being completely mauled by this tiger, is the fact that he had a grip around the tiger's throat. The tiger was growing for his face, but he had long reach. He had a grip around the tiger's throat, but he's tiring fast because tigers are powerful. So at that moment, a religious man walks by and he says, quick, quick, I'm dying here. Kill the tiger. Get this tiger. I need you to kill this tiger. And the religious man said, hey, I am at one with the trees. I am at one with the birds and every one of God's creatures. Deserves the right to live. And the man is like, yeah, yeah, but uh, but kill this tiger. I'm dying. I'm about to die. And he's like, I noticed that you chased that tiger and you caught him. But once again, I am one that believes that all life is precious. All create creature uh, creation is beautiful. All creatures deserve to live. And the man says, what? Listen, I, I know you know that a human life or believe that a human life is more valuable than the life of a tiger Come help me. And he says, I cannot kill the tiger. And he says, okay, well, do this. Grab the tiger by the tail, hold him, and then I'll kill the tiger. And he says, well, I guess that's okay. Technically, I'm not killing the tiger. He says, thank you, thank you. So the man grabs the tiger after, you know, half an hour debating. The man finally grabs the tiger's tail, uh, allowing the hunter to get up. Uh, and then the tiger turns on a religious man now the religious man has the tiger by the throat and he calls out to the hunters like hey hey hurry up kill this tiger and he says actually i've adopted the philosophy that all god's creatures deserve to live and are wondrous and he walks off <laughs> that story kind of has i guess two morals one uh what are you chasing be careful what you chase just in case you get it and two uh don't be so heavenly minded that you forget about people. The man asks Jesus, he asks Jesus, listen, what are the two greatest commandments? He says, love your God with all your heart, mind, body, and soul. And the other, love your brother as yourself. Would you let your brother die? Would you let your neighbor die? So don't be so heavenly minded that you're no earthly good. Now, what's the contrast to that? That you're so earthly minded that you're no heavenly good. Listen, today I was walking out of my job. Told you I had one of those. 
and uh, I'm leaving early. I took a vacation next week, as I said, so I'm trying to get out of there early. And uh, but I didn't get a chance to get out of there early. I ended up leaving uh, at the time that I scheduled to get off. So now I'm like rushing because I have other things I want to do. Um, and I walk out. Lo and behold, there's a girl there who actually did get out early, um, but she's stuck on the side of her car, locked out, keys are in the car. And at this moment, I have to make a critical decision. Am I going to help this girl? And of course, it wasn't a critical decision. I decided to help her, of course. Uh, but it's like, man, I got to help her. So I get there. Then I call for one of my guys to come out and help me. And we're trying to break into this woman's car. It's actually her brother's car uh, so she can get in it so she can go. She's moving from Houston to San Antonio, Texas, and she has to go sign a lease on her apartment. Lo and behold, we're there for an hour. We never get in. She eventually calls Papa Lock. Everyone now at this time, normal people have gotten off and everyone is leaving. Um, and so I'm there in the parking lot with the woman. That's, everyone is leaving and I'm now an hour behind schedule. Uh, and I say, okay, is the Papa Lock guys coming? Yeah. Yeah, they're coming. All right. So uh, I'm like, here's my number. If you need me or if they don't come. And then she says, yeah, I just was signing the lease because I'm here from Houston to San Antonio. I'm like, okay, great, great. Um, Papa Lock is coming. Uh, you know, God bless. Um, I don't even know if I said God bless. I was like, okay, have a good day. You know, <laughs> and, and she is like, because I'm, my husband is there and I'm leaving him. And so I moved to San Antonio and I'm thinking, oh Lord, please, please don't let this go, go too much deeper. And she says, I don't really know what to do. And I'm like, okay, I just saw, I just saw my future fight before my eyes. And it's me here uh, talking to this lady. So the, uh, she says, I don't, I, we have two children together. And I said, listen, seek the Lord. Don't you just, you know, just seek his face. Get attached to a good church. And you're like, well, he's calling me to come back to Houston. But, you know, there's some issues there. And he's cheated. And it has been some violence. And, you know, <sighs> so I'm saying, okay, listen. And, and now I'm thinking, I, I know this is about to get deep. And I end up being there with a good bit of time talking with their guiding her, telling her to get connected to a church, get her children connected to the church. I'm always about reconciliation to find out that they were together for seven years, um, but they were never married. Um, so I'm just trying to give her some godly advice, seeking God's face. And it just gets deeper and deeper and deeper. Um, so just the opposite is don't be so heavenly minded, you know, earthly good, but you also can't be any, so earthly minded that you're no heavenly good. Every time I would tell her, listen, you have to see God's face. And she would just like, flat out ask me, so what do you, what should I do? I'm like, listen, you have to see God's face. You say you're going to, I think she was going to Max Locato's church. And I was like, just had started, moved to only been in the city for a month. Um, and I told her, listen, get connected to Max Locato's church then. Get your, your children connected. See God's face. She's like, but what? But every time I, I, I talk to him, he wants me to come back. And I was like, God? Like, she's like, no, my, my boyfriend. I was like, listen, seek God's face. If you seek, and I told him Matthew 6, you seek God with, first and he'll, he'll put everything else in order. And he's like, okay. Yeah. And now he, he wants us to, he wants, he says he's willing to love me for the children. And I was like, listen, you have to seek God's face. She was so earthly minded about pleasing him. She said how she basically been to please him. And I told her, listen, if you would bend that much to please God, he would change everything. Listen. If you get, if you become concerned about God's business, then he'll be concerned about your business. You be concerned about God's life. He'll be concerned about your life. Ecclesiastes one. Uh, the, the writer here goes on his quest to find basically happiness or the meaning of life. These deep philosophical ideas. 
And he comes back with this. Ecclesiastes 1, verse 14. I observed everything going on under the sun. And really, it is all meaningless, like chasing the wind. And that's what this lady was doing, chasing the wind. Verse 15, what is wrong cannot be made right. What is missing cannot be recovered. You cannot, if the wind blows by you, you can't say, okay, I'm going to chase that piece of wind and catch it. It cannot be recovered. God can recover. You cannot recover. It's a chasing after the wind, and you'll never catch it. Psalms 147, 11 says, the Lord delights in those whom fear, who fear him, who put their hope in his unfailing love. And some would say, fear God? No, God is just love. God is not just love. God is order. It's like saying, my parents are just love, but I bet they beat your butt every once in a while. Whether that was physically, whether that was punishing you, whether that was taking away your allowance, whether that was making you go to the room or you couldn't go to this party, you got chastened to the point you, you would think twice about what you would do because you feared what your parents would do. But we don't, we don't look at God as a parent. He says, I'm your father. Father, I think like your father, like a true father, like the greatest father, the best father. And there will be consequences. You, you marry or date someone I told you not to, then there's consequences. Not because I'm punishing you, but because you're punishing yourself by doing the wrong thing. For those parents out there, you know what I'm talking about. You tell your children, this is bad for you, and they go do it anyway. They get the badness. They eat too much junk food, they get sick. They go to, uh, they date someone they're not supposed to, they get their heart broken. They get maybe an STD. Maybe uh, if they're fooling around and you told them not to do that. It's not because you made the things happen. It's because they made it happen by choosing poorly. Don't be so earthly minded that you're no heavenly good. I keep telling her, listen, Matthew 6, verse 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things, everything else will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. Listen, lady, you're running late. I'm running late. And now we're running late together. And I'm trying to tell you to seek God. But you don't want to hear me. You keep seeking your husband or your boyfriend and keep seeking your own will. You keep thinking about the children. I can tell you, think about God and God will correct the children. Think about God. God will fix your heart. Think about God. God will fix your man. You'll have a godly relationship. That's not without these cycles. I told her, listen, if you're getting planted in Max Lucado's church and he's serious about getting back with you, tell him to come on Sunday, have a family day. Come to Max Lucado's church. You guys start the morning off with church. Uh, and then you'll uh, finish the day with spending time as a family. But you have to see God. They call it insanity, doing the same thing over and over and over again, expecting different results. You break up, you leave, you come back, you break up, you leave, you come back. He cheats, you come back, he cheats, you come back. There's violence, he comes back. Listen, that's a cycle. Israel had a cycle like that. They would get a king. God would be proud of them. God would bless them. they get a next king. He'd be ruthless. He'd do crazy stuff. they get a king. He'd be righteous. And it was a cycle of leave God, come back to God. Leave God, come back to God. And you can't progress forward if you're in a crazy cycle. What are you chasing? Anyway, that's all I got for you for today. Short podcast, but I wanted, just, I wanted to just, it was on my heart to do it. So I just wanted to challenge you guys to seriously look at what are you, what you're chasing. If you're not chasing God, then leave it alone. If you're not chasing God, leave it alone. Be about God's business. Let God handle your business because God can handle your business better than you can handle your business. 
He, he tells you, handle my business. Let me handle your business. Kind of like a banker. You have a really good banker or a broker or investor. He, he's looking out for you and he knows the numbers. He, he went to school for it. He's licensed for it. He can do you better than you can do yourself. He can invest your money better than you can. He says, listen, you go to work. You be about your business at work and earning money. Lee, and let me handle the business of increasing your finances. God is saying, Hey, you do, you do you, boo boo. Let me do me. And I'm better at it than you are. God bless you. See you next time.